When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, chefs. You're listening to Chef's PSA Podcast. I'm Andre Natera, your host. Today, we are recording our first ever episode of Chef's PSA Podcast. Um, what this podcast is really going to be about is tackling the subjects uh, that chefs and cooks want to hear, what's going on in the industry, specific pet peeves, rants, all the good stuff. Um, so without further ado, get ready, listen up. Today's rant is really going to be focused on the subject of what the hell is going on in the industry and where are all the cooks. I think before we get started, we talk about you know, kind of the history of what got us in this situation. And let's go back a couple of years. And I'm talking about before COVID. If you rewind the clock almost to the point when I started cooking, you know, I, st- I went to culinary school in 1995. And when I got out of school, there, there wasn't a whole lot of competition to get a job. I remember walking into places and being the only person with a culinary degree. So I would, you know, I would be able to fast track usually um, up, the, up the hierarchy of a kitchen much quicker because almost everyone else didn't have a culinary degree. Fast forward a few years, the Food Network really blows up. You have Emeril, you have Mario Batali, you have Ming Tsai, you have all these famous chefs doing their thing. So there's a lot of interest in becoming a chef. Top Chef comes out, Gordon Ramsay becomes what he is, you know, the celebrity that everyone knows is a household name, Bobby Flay, so on and so forth. Um, And then culinary schools, which, you know, there was only a few when I went. It was CIA, Johnson and Wales. I happened to go to the Western Culinary Institute, uh, which was a Le Cordon Bleu in in, uh, Portland, Oregon. But you started to see specifically Le Cordon Bleu's and uh, art institutes pop up everywhere. They were in almost every major city and culinary students were being pumped out. I remember as an executive chef, I would get a stack of resumes. You know, I'm talking like 30 resumes that have one position open and every single one, you know, roughly looked the same culinary school experience, culinary school experience, culinary school experience. And I'd notice one, you know, that had culinary experience from school and a little bit of work experience. And, you know, I would usually put them at the top of the list thinking, okay, everyone has culinary school experience, that kind of like price of entry. Um, So if they have a little bit of work experience, they automatically were the first person I was going to interview because it was like, okay, you're the only person in your whole school that works, you're hired. So it was was really interesting to see so many people, um, you know, funneling in for such few jobs. Culinary schools were pumping out so many people at this time. I remember I was turning people down because we had so many cooks saturating the market. A couple of years go by, you know, quite honestly, a lot of people lost interest in food television. You know, Netflix comes on, you know, they had their um, chef's table series, but you really don't watch Food Network the way you used to. It didn't, it, they weren't really chef shows anymore. Uh, there were more cook shows. And what I mean by that, it was like um, shows that were uh, designed to entertain home cooks versus shows that were really designed to entertain chefs. And so you started to see a shift in the industry where, um, People weren't that interested in watching food TV as much as they were a few years previously. On top of that, you had a massive closure of culinary schools across the nation. So Le Cordon Bleu schools were closing left and right. As a matter of fact, fun fact, I gave the final commencement speech ever 
at a Le Cordon Bleu school in Dallas. The final Le Cordon Bleu school closed and the final graduation class ever in the United States. Uh, I was able to speak to those students. So um, that's, that's a feather in the cap. That's neither here nor there. I'm just bragging a little bit. So around 2018, 2019, I started to notice a big shift. So like I said earlier, I had a stack of resumes anytime I posted a job to now it was much more difficult to even just get a few resumes for a job. Things had definitely changed all of a sudden. I don't have a line out the door and it's not just me. It's, um, you know, so many other restaurants across the country. Uh, you could see now where restaurants before that had a line out the door, everyone wants to work in certain restaurants. Now these restaurants have job fairs. Uh, people are posting ads on Craigslist where before people were just showing up saying, please, please, please. Um, can I work in your kitchen? Not the case anymore. So times um, definitely started changing. And this was right before COVID. So there was already a cook shortage leading up to COVID. And then boom, COVID happens. What's interesting about when COVID happened is for the first time ever, and, and people might not understand this, so I'll explain a little bit. Um, when a restaurant opens up in your neighborhood or a hotel or whatever, you happen to be in another country club, if you're a country club chef, you're going to lose people. People are going to go uh, work for your competitor when they open up because usually the new place opening up is paying more. So they're incentivizing people to come uh, work at their place because they're paying more. Uh, it's a shiny new kitchen. All the equipment works. There's no bad habits. You want to get rid of the old friends and make a whole bunch of new friends. There's a lot of incentive for cooks to go to the shiny new uh, restaurant kitchen when it opens up. Now, like I said, that is going to happen when a new place opens up. Now, can you imagine first time ever, at least the first time I could think of, across the country and maybe even across the world, every single restaurant closes and every single restaurant starts opening. So everyone is fighting for the same cooks, the same finite number of resources. There's not enough cooks to go around because a lot of people have changed their mind. A lot of people decide they don't want to be a chef anymore. They don't want to cook anymore for whatever reason. Maybe they want to stay home. Maybe they found a new passion. Uh, maybe they're trading cryptocurrencies or you know starting podcasts or whatever the case may be. But they decided to not go back into the industry, which created a big hole because now we're all fighting for the same number of cooks. And that number has probably, I'm just making this number up, maybe it's been cut in half, makes it very difficult. Chefs have to rethink what they're doing. They have to adjust menus. They have to shrink kitchens. They got to relook at their staffing model. Things are very different at this point. So now every restaurant is opening up and all the cooks are starting to come back. But, you know, cooks are not stupid. They're smart. They figure out that, hey, I could play arbitrage between employers. They're paying me 13 bucks an hour. I could go over there. They're going to pay me 14 bucks. I can negotiate and go back and say they're paying me 14 bucks. Will you give me 15 bucks? You get the point. And this is happening. I saw many places, you know, their cook starting wage, roughly $13 an hour in a couple of months, move all the way up to $22 an hour, which is unheard of. You would never see that in the past. So it's, it was absolutely insane to see what chefs were willing to do just to get these cooks. And what was interesting about it is now the cooks have all the leverage. So they're coming into places and saying, hey, not only do I want this, I might even want this title, which caused a lot of people to promote people in position that may have not been ready. They might not have been uh, had enough experience. They may not have had the level of culinary skills required for that position. But nonetheless, there's no one else. And I don't want to work seven days a week open to close. I need someone by my side. I need the sous chef. And even though you're not qualified, guess what? Uh, you're the only person applying for the job that's interested. So you're getting it. And I know a lot of people had to make that tough decision. And it wasn't just promoting people into sous chef. It was the scheduling preferences. I can't work weekends. I need Sundays off. I can only work PMs, whatever the case may be. 
things that you would have said no to, you would have said, absolutely not. This is the schedule. You want the job or not. Now, all of a sudden you're saying, okay, I could work with you. Uh, can you please take the job? So, uh, chefs had to completely, uh, concede, you know, the, the cooks were in charge and it was, uh, you know, if you're a cook, it's a beautiful thing because you could sit there and get really whatever you wanted. You want this amount of money. You want this schedule. You want this title done. It's yours. So, um, kudos to all the cooks that leveraged their position. Um, and if you didn't take advantage, you should have, because, um, it was your time to take advantage of that. But the thing is, eventually things don't become sustainable, right? You, you need to make money. I mean, that's the purpose of the restaurant. You got to operate. You can't, you can't close every single day just because the cooks don't want to work. Eventually something's got to give. And you can only give so much money before you say it's not profitable anymore. If I continue to give everyone another raise and another raise and another raise, you've already gone as far down as you can into your profit line um, to say, that's it. I can't give any more money. So now everyone's like, okay, everything kind of levels out a little bit. And I'm not saying that it doesn't exist anymore, but I'm saying it's kind of slow down uh, just a little bit. So then, okay, well, if you can't offer me more money and you can't offer me a better position, what can you offer? So now this is a good thing, by the way, what I'm going to say next is it really caused a lot of chefs um, and employers to rethink what the culture is going to be like in their particular kitchen or their particular restaurant. So they start thinking, well, are we going to offer this? Are we going to offer uh, certain certain benefits or certain perks for employees, which is a good thing, right? I mean, we, we all want... Um, better working environment for the industry. I, I don't think I'm alone in that. You know, I spent uh, 27 years uh, in the business and 15 of those years were as the executive chef. And um, it's hard. And I missed a lot of things. And I, I would have loved for the environment to have been better at times. Uh, but nonetheless, it's something that we didn't think about very much because it was, you know, it was my way or the highway is typically the way kitchens are run. But now all of a sudden, okay, we got to rethink this. So there was a great emphasis on how do we make ourselves the best place to work because all of a sudden everything's leveled out. I can't offer you any more money. I can't offer you a better title, but this is a great place and here's why you want to work here. So now I'm not certain when this is going to be aired, but today is July 20th. And um, what's interesting right now that I that I notice is that all of a sudden I'm seeing food programs, uh, interesting chef food programs back on TV. Um, Iron Chef America, I believe, is back on Netflix. Now, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on if it's good or bad. I did a poll on Iron Chef America, and everyone said don't see it, so I, I haven't been too eager to watch it. But it seems like it's that food competition. It has some great chefs on there. Um, so I think it will excite a lot of people um, to get back into cooking and back into serious cooking as a chef and not not just uh, – um, you know, I, I want to get in and, and uh, screw around and see if I like it. And no, people are getting excited. This is their passion. I see the person on TV. I want to be that. But the other show that's really interesting to me right now is The Bear. Um, and I just started watching it. I also did a poll on my Instagram on Chef's PSA and said, should I watch The Bear? And everyone's like, yes, watch it. It's great. Everyone that I've talked to says, watch it. It's great. And I, and I honestly, I started watching it and I really like the show. I'm only about three episodes in, so don't don't spoil it. Fucking Eater spoiled it. They posted a spoiler on Twitter without, um, without saying anything. So I was, I was pretty pissed about that classic Eater move, ruining it for everybody. But anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. I really do like the show The Bear. I feel like it does capture a lot of that feeling of kitchens. And it's not every kitchen's the same. It does have that chaotic feel, which I've worked in kitchens that feel that chaotic, but it also incorporates a lot of that soigne professionalism 
um, things that I'm passionate about, like on the Chef's PSA. One of the first things I noticed on the on the show on season one is, uh, you know, subtle. A cook's walking by and he says, Chef, don't wipe your hands on your apron. And it's like, yes, I have a PSA like that, that I think it says uh, a good chef never wipes their filthy hands on their clean apron. And it's true. And it's interesting to see all the little things, all the attention to detail um, that went into the show. So whoever's writing the show, and I, I don't know, I don't even know the, the bear's name, but um, it's good so far. But the point being is that shows like The Bear, shows like Iron Chef America are going to get people excited to go back into kitchens and get excited about that. And maybe people that left are going to get excited and say, I miss the kitchen. That show reminds me of this. I want to go back. You know, I miss it Um, because there's a lot of passion in the kitchen. There's a lot of passion in what we do. We love it. Uh, We do it for a reason. Sometimes we do it for the food because we love cooking and we love feeding other people and other people do it because they just love the chaos. They love the culture. They love the grind. They love the griminess. You know, they, they love the team. They love that sense of belonging. So, um, kitchens provide a little something different for everybody that works in, uh, works in them. It's, it's a very unique, uh, experience and, and all kitchens are different. So they all provide something different for everybody, but there's a lot that chefs have to contend with now, because if you're a little bit of an older chef and you've been doing this for a while, and during the pandemic, you saw this, right? Um, everyone was doing their their cooking tutorials. Every, I, I think I saw uh, every every famous chef and every chef I know making a spinach salad or you know searing a salmon or whatever, right? Like every, everyone was everyone was teaching you how to cook, uh, and no one was watching. That was the funny part. Um, no one was watching these great chefs teach you how to cook. What everyone was watching is like everyone's watching these kids on TikTok. Uh, let me show you how to make meatballs with you know spicy Cheetos or you know I don't know uh, stupid shit like that. Whatever the point being is that what was interesting is like you have these young kids that are in the kitchen for the first time. And when I was coming up, like you wanted to be the chef. You'd look at the chef and you say, I want to be like them. They're amazing. They have all that power. They walk around the kitchen with that tall hat. You know, back then people used to wear tall hats. Um, And he's like, I aspire to be that one day. Um, And you respected them. They knew everything. This was before Google and you just assumed the head chef knew everything and, you know, don't ever question them. And if culinary school taught you one thing and the head chef something said something completely different, you're like, your head was going to explode because you didn't know who was right. Um, fast forward to the current situation and you have kids or, or people, I shouldn't say kids, um, but, but young adults that are on TikTok and they say, they look at the chef and they say, you got like a hundred followers on Instagram and no one, no one watched your spinach salad uh, tutorial. No one cared about it. And I got a million followers on TikTok, and everyone loved my meatballs with Cheeto dust or, you know, whatever the fuck they made. Um, and they think I'm more successful than you. And in their mind, what they measure as success, it's correct. If they're measuring success by TikTok followers or social media likes, then yes, they are more successful uh, than the chef that they work for. However, when it comes to being a chef, mm, serving people, running kitchens, there's a lot of knowledge that goes into that. So no, you're not as successful as that person. So it depends really what you're measuring success by, which takes us to, well, how do we turn it around? What does that look like? What do we do as an industry? And I'll tell you, I'm optimistic. I do think that people will start coming back. I think it's good that the Food Network is coming back. I think it's nice to see The Bear on TV and Iron Chef America. Um, I think Bourdain obviously left a big void um, you know, when he passed away. Um, and food TV really hasn't been the same. So there was, you know, the, the kind of the air got sucked out of the room. But 
I do feel that energy starting to come back. People miss cooking. Uh, people are reinterested in, in being chefs again. People are going out to eat more. The cooks are starting to come back. There's general interest again um, in culinary schools. So, I, and again, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if this is correct, but in my opinion, I do think that things will start to get better and things should start leveling out and cooks should start coming back into the industry. The other good thing is, you know, I talked a little bit about earlier is that you promoted people in position that may have not been ready for it. Well, time's passed. So that was, you know, 2021. Um, now we're, you know, two years or so later, those people that were promoted into positions that weren't ready are more ready now. They have two years or so of experience in position. They're better sous chefs or whatever you promoted them into. Um, so things, again, the kitchen should start stabilizing a little bit more. Um, the culture is better. Like we talked about, people are offering better incentives for people to work in their kitchens and restaurants. So overall, yes, it was a grind and it was a tough storm to go through. But overall, I think kitchens hopefully should be better for it. And the industry as a whole should have seen, you know, a nice little growth spurt that we haven't seen in a long time. And that pretty much wraps up this Chef's PSA uh, episode. The episode format is going to be a lot like this. It's going to be, you know, 15, 20 minute rants on a spe specific subject, um, talking about what's, uh, what's, what's current in the industry. The whole purpose of this is really to provide information. A lot of people don't have access to chefs uh, or mentors. So you could think of this episode as you having a conversation with a chef. I'm your chef, so you know, yes chef next time you see me. Um, I'm gonna be your mentor, I'm gonna guide you along. Look, if you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to listen, um, but you could tell everyone, tell everyone not to listen, so maybe they, they won't listen to you. Anyway, thank you all, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.